right now, it's time to welcome back our vet, Dr. David Gething. Join us on Facebook Live. Hello, Dave. Where are you today? Good morning, Phil. I'm, I'm actually in one of our warehouses today, so I'm so we keep I feel the a bit like your roving, roving reporter every time I'm in a different place. But this time is one of the. If you look, if you look on Facebook Live, you can see aisles and aisles of dog food behind me. Yeah, I mean, think about it. All hospitals have to keep their stash somewhere, don't they? You're in the you're in the belly of the beast right now. Exactly. Today, I'm I'm actually making the the nuts and bolts continue to operate. Super. Well. Join us if you can, Facebook Live. There's some work and bits and pieces going on behind it, but we can still do this. Today, David, very basically, the very earliest days of, of the kittens and puppies' lives. You know the time when uh, everybody wants to get a pet and you're like, whoa, what do I do with this? Where do we start? Yeah, look, I think about this because we have so people are doing, you know, dogs and cats recently, which has been amazing. It's been fantastic. Um, and, and I'm actually just at the warehouse been seeing one of the rescue centers who told me it's been their busiest month ever last okay. month for, yeah. for rehab, which is, which is fantastic. That's great. It's great to see people getting new help. One of the side benefits of the whole lockdown thing is people have time for a new puppy or kitten. So that's, that's brilliant. Yeah. 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 Um, but then they have to think, uh, how, how do I work it? <laughs> you know, exactly. There's always, it's always with a learning curve, right? You get all excited, then the dog finally comes home and you think, okay, what now? What do I do now? I've got this thing here. Um, so I thought maybe have a bit, chat, bit of a chat about that today. All right, then. So the first well, thing the first thing we're going to assume when we get... I'm, let's let's go with really young ones, you know what I mean? Not, not necessarily slightly older animals that we've adopted, but just in case, you know. Um, food, that's obviously where we start. And then we'll go to the other end. Absolutely. So look, I mean, normally... Well, at least for the for the rehoming centres, they're normally really good. They give people some food to take home with the dog. They give them some start something. Mm. But this is this is a, if you do say just find a dog, or you buy a very young puppy from a breeder, or you whatever, puppies need different food to adult dogs. They yeah. need a food that's appropriate at life stage. You need to get a puppy food essentially, or a kitten food. Don't feed them adult food, right? Uh, especially and look, if they're, if they're really young, if they're sort of you know six weeks old, you need special food again. You know, baby food those guys what characteristics of that you've, um, you've mentioned before that older dogs and cats shouldn't eat baby food because they're going to like it because it's got more salt in it so let's flip that discussion on its head you certainly have a good memory yes i mean look the thing is that that puppy food is designed for growing dogs it's much more concentrated there's got more protein more nutrition in there makes it super delicious so older dogs love to eat it mm -hmm. but it gives puppies nutrition for themselves and this is this is kind of why you shouldn't be feeding well, number one, you shouldn't be feeding an adult dog on puppy food because you'd probably get fat and a bit, a bit too strong for him. Yeah. But also you shouldn't feed a puppy on adult dog food because there may not be enough nutrition in there, enough to help them grow. And it might be too big, basically, for their insides, right? Well, this is also true. And you see, I mean, puppies have small mouths, small teeth. Um, they need to have special food, easy to break down. Uh, yeah. So so certainly worthwhile making sure you right food at home to get started. But it's also these other things. I mean, you bring home a young puppy or a young kitten. Before you bring him home, make sure you've got somewhere for him to be. Yeah. Um, you know, a, a bed or a crate, uh, a water bowl, a dog food bowl. These things sound really obvious, um, but no. you'd be amazed how many <laughs> don't think of it. You know, get the dog home, there it is. Yeah, and you've forgotten completely all about it because of the excitement of what you're trying to do, etc. like this. All right, can we stick with food for a second? David, I want you to tell us just really brain-dead simple stuff because, as we said, we can easily forget things. Okay, so look, first thing I say, puppies should have at least three meals a day, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. If it's a very small puppy under six weeks old, I'd say that's four or five meals per day. That goes all the way until you're six months old, 
and then you can go down to twice a day for food. So okay. that, that's really important. Lots of small meals. Not Puppies have obviously small stomach. They don't have much fat reserve. They need to constantly keep feeding. Um, so that's one problem I see is people feeding them once or twice a day and there's not enough energy there. It can be a problem. The other problem I see with food is you get, I mean, I mean you, got, you got a picture of retrievers behind you on, on the <laughs> on the screen. And these dogs, I'll go to people's house and I'll see this dog like a, shaped like a basketball and people say yeah he's so hungry he won't stop eating he's eating all day if you get a retriever or a labrador or something like that i see occasionally people feed them as much as the puppy will eat and that's also a bad thing you know, if he's because he's looking all cute and everything with his mouth open and you'll you you succumb don't you just keep giving him food and he ends up like a basketball and look um i'm not saying to to obviously underfeed him but make sure you're giving the right amount not too much not too, not too little and at the right frequency that's, that's sort of three to four times a day um is is the habit important is that the habit that they form throughout their lives the, the meal times and look and, and you're totally right and this is also a good thing because you should be giving them food at a fairly regular interval. meaning let's say you choose to feed your dog at eight o'clock and 12 o'clock and six o'clock try and keep it on the same time every day so the dog knows when to expect the food okay um and, and also you know when let me quickly say at this point kittens so much easier kittens you normally don't have to do any of this warning you just you get a kitten you put down a bowl of food and the kitten will regulate himself and eat normally yeah it's more of a puppy thing if you go all right so, so, yeah, so, so how much are they is their behavior dictated by the sun the darkness whatever i mean very early in the morning. What was what's the what's the deal? So this is the other this is the other question I get is you know my puppy gets up at three o'clock in the morning. Should I get up and play with him? Yeah. Um, and my answer to that is, in ninety nine percent of circumstances, no. If you get up every morning at three in the morning to to play with him, he will learn to wake up at three in the morning and, and get you up. Now, look, I'm going to say if your dog is obviously distressed and there's something wrong, yeah, of course, get up and make sure he's okay. Yep. But if he's just bored and sort of giving you occasional bark to come and have a play, try and resist the urge to get up and pick him up and play with him because it'll 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 form a bad habit. The dog, it's like having children. The dog needs to learn to sleep through the night. Yeah. So, what sort of age do they suck in lifelong habits? When do you have to be really uh, really careful? Look, it's it's it's. This is kind of a difficult one. It kind of depends on the dog. I would say even after 12 weeks, you should be training them to be on time and doing the right thing at the right time. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's kind of important. I would say, and I'm going to say, if you have a dog who is at three o'clock in the morning crying and he's woken up the rest of the family and everyone's going bonkers, it's okay to go out there and go, look, buddy, chill out. It's okay. Calm down. Yeah. You know, give him some reassurance, but don't pick him up and sort of stroke him and, and make him feel good and play with him. That will encourage the behavior. That's rewarding um, stuff, isn't it? It's enabling them or whatever. Nope, oh, he's frozen up on us. Oh, lovely kittens, says Tracy. <laughs> Join us on Facebook Live. If David comes back, uh, he seems to have disappeared for a second. We'll see what uh, we'll see what happens there, see if he comes back. Um, just whilst David's there, do join us after 12 o'clock and we'll uh, have a chat with JC Viennes. In the meantime, are you there? We lost you for a second. Phil, can you see me okay? I can, can you hear I me can. as well? You're, in the, you're, you're obviously somewhere away from, what's it called? Oh. Wi-Fi, that's the word, yeah. I do apologise. It's in the in the in the warehouse. Ah, no it's quite so good. No worries. Yeah. So but yeah. Look, I'm carry on. Talking about puppies, the other thing I'd say that's absolutely crucial for people is socialising your puppy. So what I mean by this is, you've got a puppy. 
Um, you know, people are often told not to take their dog outside until he's had all his vaccinations. Right. And there's some truth in that. Don't take him to dog parks or grooming shops or places where unknown dogs will be, pet shops, whatever. But he needs to get out and see the world. Sure. And he needs to learn about the world. And, you know, so take him around to friends' houses. Take him out to your podium if there's no other dogs out there that are going to be a risk. Take him to meet other dogs you know are healthy and vaccinated. Take him to socialize them. Really, really important. Don't be scared. Um, yeah, well, if, if dogs that are not socialized end up being quite, uh, having more anxiety, more more sort of, well, less social skills, and they're more likely to get in trouble as they get older with other dogs. So yeah. socialization for a young age, and I'm even meaning eight weeks of age and on, is important. So back yeah. to your thing here, you were saying, you know, don't be scared to do this, that, and the other. I suppose the other end of that is don't cosset them. Don't turn them into lap dogs when they're only a few weeks old. And this is such a tightrope to walk, eh? So I, want, I mean, I want everybody to love their dog. I want people to be, you know, I don't want people to have tough love. I want people to be, have gentle love and to love the dog and to be spending time with their puppy. Um, but I hear what you're saying. And if you overspoil them, you're not doing any favors for anybody. But yeah. you still want to make sure all of your attractions are positive, of course. Yeah, I know. Well done. Great tightrope, David. Let's spot the vet with clients who've got, I, I, who've got lap dogs. <laughs> I didn't say that, but you can. Um, yeah. But there's nothing wrong with that either. All right, then. Um, yeah, the other thing I'm going to say to people uh, when you get a puppy, and I see people doing this all the time, you get a puppy and the first time, you, the first night you get it, you feel sorry for it, so you let it sleep in your bed or you let him sleep on your couch or whatever like that, or you come out and sleep with him. And uh, that is usually because he's making so much noise. Look, I don't mind you doing this as long as you don't mind doing it for the rest of his life. Because once he learns his behavior, the, the moment you stop it, he's going to be more offended than if you never gave it to him to start with. Yeah. So, so look, it, it's absolutely, I don't mind people letting the dog in their bed as long as they don't mind that one kilogram golden retriever puppy being a 35 kilogram <laughs> golden retriever adult yeah. lying in the middle of their bed. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. One, once you give it to them, if you take it away, They'll be really offended. All right. Can we go back even further? Can you do a checklist? Um, we've talked about breeders and pet shops and this, that, and the other. For today's for today's topic, let's assume everything's above board, right? Um, what mm. sh how old should it not be to come to you? What's the age? What's the limit? What's all that kind of stuff? I don't really like people getting dogs before 10 to 12 weeks of age. Um, occasionally see them at, at sorry, eight weeks. That's, that's too little, I think. So three months is good. Um... One easy way to tell whether your puppy really is three months old, have a look in his mouth. Oh, yeah. He should have lots of little baby teeth. If he's got no teeth at all, he's not three months old. That's a fact. Um, so, right. yeah, I mean, sometimes the pet shops will say he's three months, he's not. Um, and, and so, yeah, look in his mouth, see if he's got some teeth in there. That's an easy way to tell. When you get him home, normally he will have had one vaccination, maybe two. Mm -hmm. You do need to get a vaccination done by a vet. Um, but I think it's not a bad idea to take a puppy, you know, get a puppy, let him settle in for a day or two, and then take him to your vet just to check he's okay and healthy and there's no problems. And also have a chat with your vet about the food and the, the, the you know, the hygiene, the caring, the walking, everything like this as well. Hey, tell me this. Um, um, what what do you know about the, the instances of actual, you know, real breeders, license, the whole bit in Hong Kong? Are there a lot getting sort of uh, high-end pedigrees and stuff still? Or, or do a lot of people, most people still go to the shelters? You know, I see sort of a mixture. Um, I see, I, I think there's sort of three ways to get a dog here. There's, well, four ways if you find one yourself. There's the shelters, which is great. Um, 
there are a number of very good breeders here in Hong Kong. Yeah. And there are, unfortunately, a number of people who are not quite so well, good. Well, we know about um, those, but we never hear about the, you know, legit guys, do we, actually? It's just a shame. And I know a couple of breeders who do it, you know, they, they, they do it solely for the love of the breed. They do a really good job of it. They're incredibly concerned where, they, where each dog is going, uh, where they're going to be home to. Yep. Um, and these are good people. And, and unfortunately, they are tarnished with the same brush that the bad breeders are, which I kind of think is not fair. Um, Tough on that. I, 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 I'll be honest with you that three out of four of my dogs came from rescue centers. Yeah. One is a pedigree dog. So I'm, 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 I'm sort of on the fence about where you get a dog from. Sure. Um, I kind of believe that every dog has a right to a good life, yeah. no matter where they come from. I can see the uh, the argument for not supporting bad breeders, but I can also see the argument for supporting. Yeah, well, the other side of the coin, David, is it's not just about the humans that enable these guys to uh, go out to new owners, is it? It's about them. So even if they are in a pet shop, people say, don't buy. I understand that totally. But you could be helping. We've mentioned this before. You're helping somebody along the way, a dog, I mean. This is so difficult, though, right? Because, yes, you help that dog, but then the, the, the people would argue that you're then creating a market for more dogs to be bred and you're so, supporting it. I wish I could answer that and answer. Yeah. Um, it's a really difficult one. But I would say from, from meeting with the people I met with an hour ago who run one of the big shelters in Hong Kong, oh, yeah. they were saying they've got a stack of dogs at the moment. Um, they were saying that they're, as, as I said, they've had their biggest rehoming month ever, but they've got a lot more dogs there. So if you are looking for a dog or a cat, now is the time to go to a shelter because they've got a lot in there. Yep. He said now, as a result of several things, business has never been more booming, has it, for these guys, more or less? Well, I guess it's probably true. Um you know, and, and I guess if the shelters are getting lots of rehoming, I'm sure the pet shops are as well. Uh, just the same reason that people want to get new dogs and so forth. Um, um, people travel. I mean, what are, what, what are the instances, do you think, of people having to leave or wanting to leave Hong Kong? Um, is, are a lot of dogs being left behind or is it different reasons that the shelters are full? Look, unfortunately, the, the people mm. from the shelter then told me that there were a lot more dogs in there now because they've been left behind. So <clears throat> they were saying... That, they were saying that apparently some of the tickets out of Hong Kong for dogs are getting quite expensive on the planes, and some people left their dogs behind. So unfortunately, that does happen. Yeah. Um, so if you do want to help a dog out, now's the time to go and get one. And this is the other thing. I guess we talked a lot about puppies today, but but you can get a brilliant dog who is not a puppy, who someone else has gone through all of the hard work training and having their furniture destroyed and having all of the disasters stay up all night. <laughs> they've done all the hard work. Get the adult dog. You make your life much easier on yourself too. Yeah, that, so makes, nothing more. that makes a lot of sense. Are we talking about, you know, obviously with the very early stages of the animals' lives, are we talking about a much different set of rules for cats? Yeah, cats, are, cats are just such wonderful creatures that you kind of set them up with a litter tray and a Off food bowl and, a, and, and give them a pat, you know, make sure they're loved and cared for, but that's about it. There's no training, there's no toilet training, they've got to figure it out. They self-train, pretty much. They self-acclimatise. They absolutely do. Um on the flip side, when that goes wrong, they're very stubborn to fix when they start to sort of go to the toilet around the house and so forth. But yes, you're right. In general, cats are much easier than dogs. Yeah. All right, David. Well done. Brilliant. We're going to leave it there. I'll talk to you next week. And thanks for the advice, as always. Great to talk to you. Dr. Thanks, Dr. Bye. See ya. Dr. David Gething there.